You're listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. Welcome to the Matt Walsh Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. All right, so I want, I want to talk. This is going to be a short podcast today, but I want to, and I say that up front, but this one really will be short. Um, but I want to address uh, something that we've been hearing a lot in this election cycle, and it's really become frustrating for me. And, and it's, it, we hear it especially from supporters of Ben Carson and Donald Trump. And Ben Carson today is, you know, it, it, there's, it, he's trending again on Twitter today because of more controversies over things that he said. And, you know, apparently a while ago he said that he thought that the, the pyramids were built to store grain or something. And, uh, and, and more recently, some excerpts from books that he's written where he's claimed that, you know, as a kid he tried to stab somebody to death by, by you know, he lunged a knife at their stomach, but, it, but fortunately the belt buckle caught it. And uh, at that moment, he had a conversion experience to Christ. And at other points, he you know, threw rocks at people. He wanted to beat his mother with a hammer. Uh, he beat a guy in class with a, with a metal lock. You know, these are all things that he's in his book and that have been in his, uh, that, he's, that he's mentioned uh, to talk about his, you know, his, his, his uh, wayward past and how he has turned his life around. And obviously, he did turn his life around and became a neurosurgeon, the greatest neurosurgeon in the world. In fact, but, you know, some people have heard these stories and they've thought, well, that's kind of incredible to have, you know, this guy's running for president. He claims that he tried to kill somebody now. Yeah, it was a long time. It was 50 years ago. He was a teenager, but still that's a, that's a tempted murder of a human being. Right. So, uh, some media outlets have looked into the story to try to, you know, try to figure out more, find out more about it, uh, get some context and there's no evidence or proof that it ever happened and people that you know cnn did this whole expose where they went back and they talked to they talked to some people from carson's past and everyone said no that's we never heard of that happening uh we never knew carson to be the kind of guy who gets angry and punches people with metal locks or you know beats them with rocks and hammers we never knew him to be that kind of guy and carson hasn't been able to prove that these things happened now i don't know why he would make it up and and i'll also say this um Obviously, the the liberal media bending over backwards to vet Ben Carson, going through his past, interviewing people for his past to, to, to verify these stories that he's told. They never did that with Barack Obama, obviously. They never do that with, with liberal politicians. They don't do it with Hillary Clinton. Just today, there was a story uh, that, I, that, that I read, the Washington Examiner, I believe, about Hil- Hillary Clinton is now calling for a, an investigation into ExxonMobil, and this just so happens to be a few months after ExxonMobil stopped donating to her, to her Clinton Foundation. Okay, now that again, it's just every day, it's another scandal with Clinton, just total corruption. And now she's calling for, it's very obvious, um, she's, she's getting revenge on someone who withdrew money by calling for an investigation into them. 
and expect four years of that sort of thing if, if, if God for, or eight years if God forbid she's elected president. Um, but they don't, you know, they're not going to do stories about that. They're not going to look into that. Instead, they're looking into uh, Ben Carson's stories of, you know, attempted murder when he was 15. And that's total hypocrisy on their part. Liberal media, no integrity, completely morally bankrupt. Um, they're, they're in the tank, obviously, for the Dem- they're, they're a subsidiary of the Democrat Party. We know all that. That's, that's all 100% true. And it's totally legitimate to raise that issue. However, it's also legitimate taking liberals aside, CNN aside, it's also legitimate to look at the stories that Ben Carson tells, especially when he's, claim- he's claiming he tried to kill a guy, attempted murder. I mean, that's, that's a pretty dramatic claim. And because he wants to be president, I think it's totally legitimate to look back at his past, try to verify these stories. And there's another part of this, that Ben Carson's... Um, you know, the, 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 the sort of the whole reason for his campaign, the whole argument for his election is really that, uh, that he's not a politician, which we're going to talk about in a second, but also that he's a man of great integrity. And I've said this about him and I don't, and I'm not saying now that I don't think he has integrity, but I've said about him many times and he's not the guy that I'm going to vote for, you know, out of the pres out of the Republican field. I think there are much better candidates in the field right now. Um, but I've said many times that I think he's a man of good of great integrity. I think it's good to have a guy of integrity in the race. Um, I think that we should value integrity and uh, and a person's character uh, when they you know when they're running for office. We should we should weight their integrity and their character much more heavily than we do because it doesn't matter how skilled you are. It doesn't matter your experience or competence. Your your views on the issues. Um, you know, how you feel about the Constitution and all. None of that matters if you have no integrity because that means the voters can't trust whatever you're saying. So it's good. And that's, you know, if you talk to a Ben Carson supporter and you say, why are you voting for Ben Carson? The first thing they're going to say is he's not a politician, but the second thing they're going to say every time is that he's an honest and good, decent man. And I'm not saying that he's not an honest, good, and decent man. However, because that's become like the central argument for his candidacy, um, it becomes even more relevant to look into some of the more uh, incredible stories he's told to see if, you know, did this actually happen? And if it didn't, you know, do we have a guy here who's making up stories left and right? And if so, that's very troubling. That is troubling because it speaks to integrity. And integrity is the, is really the is one of the only two reasons why anyone's going to vote for him. So it would, it would se- severely dim- diminish half of his justification to be president. And there are other things too that, you know, Carson told that story a little while ago about how he was in a Popeye's uh, restaurant and somebody came up, pointed a gun at him. And he told the guy, Oh, I think you want to no, you actually want the guy behind the cash register. So what he claims is that someone tried to rob him in a, in a Popeye's and that he redirected the dude with the gun to the kid behind the cash register. Which, if that actually happened, I think is, uh, is very troubling because that would be an act of immense cowardice. A guy's pointed a gun at you and you tell him they'll point it at the kid over there behind the cash register instead. I think that's a very troubling thing. But it also just sounds like a story that maybe didn't actually happen. It sounds made up. You know, I'm giving Ben Carson the benefit of the doubt that if someone points a gun at him, he won't try to get out of it by saying, no, point the gun at the dude over there instead. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he wouldn't do that because I think it's a terrible thing to do. So if it didn't happen, then he, that's another story that he made up. Why would he have made it up? So I don't know. The point is, I don't know. 
But when you don't know a person, and none of us know these candidates, we don't know them personally. You know, we, we just see them on TV. Um, you know, and you're trying to decide if you can trust them. First, you just have your gut instinct. And my gut instinct on Ben Carson has always been, well, he's a guy that you know, can basically be trusted, although nobody's perfect. But if evidence crops up that maybe he can't be trusted as much as we think, then we should look into that. There's no reason not to. And this is why it's really important to, um, to not be you know, a fan of a politician. It's okay to be a supporter. I'm a supporter of Ted Cruz. I'm not a fan, though. And there's a distinction. Okay, I'm not a fan. That means that, uh, uh, you know, I'm not someone who's going to, you know, I'm not putting posters of him up in my room. Uh, I, 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 I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm not in love with him. Uh, I'm not a groupie. And if you raise a, an objection to Ted Cruz's candidacy, if you make an argument against him, I'm going to listen to it. I won't get offended. I'm going to listen to it. And if something happens, if there's a new development or if you raise an argument or make a point that I hadn't thought of before or just is coming to my attention for the first time, I'm going to consider it. And it's very possible that uh, depending on, on the thing, I might decide, okay, well, I'm not going to support him anymore. I'm not emotionally attached, I guess, is the simple way of putting it. You know, a fan becomes emotionally attached to their candidate, and we should never be emotionally detached in that way. We should never be fans unless we're actually working on the campaign or something. We should instead be reasonable, critical thinkers, skeptical always. Uh, we're supporting somebody. We can support them passionately even, but we're always accepting of new information if it comes in. And I don't know if this is new information about Ben Carson. For all I know, all these stories are completely true. And if they are true, I think it, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of troubling, even though some of these things happened a long time ago, but not enough that I think it should necessarily dissuade someone who wants to support him. So th- there's that. Um, the integrity thing. But then, and as I said, you know, for all I know, you know, I've always thought that Ben Carson's a man of great integrity. Um, I still think that he is. However, if he's telling stories that sound incredible, such as trying to stab a guy to death when he was 15, um, I think it's, it's, it's relevant to say, well, that sounds like an incredible story. We're not saying it didn't happen, but let's, can you give us more information so we can look into that story? And if you can't provide the information, then it's sort of a, eh, well, that's a little, that's, yeah, I don't know. That's, I don't know. Um, but the second part of this is, is uh, you know, the main reason why Ben Carson and Donald Trump are, uh, you know, front runners right now, why everyone's flocking to them. The main thing that people will say in support of them is that they aren't politicians, right? They aren't politicians. We need, we need someone who's not a politician. You know, enough of the politicians. Let's elect a non-politician. That's the argument. There are millions of people who are supporting Ben Carson or Donald Trump right now simply because they're, quote, not politicians. I think that that is a, um, a faulty reason to support somebody. And I'm going to explain why. Okay? And I, and, I don't, and, and I don't love politicians either. As I said, I'm skeptical of all of them, which is why I never become emotionally attached to any politician, candidate, none of them. I'm incredibly skeptical of all of them, and I, and I dislike many of them. Not all, but many, many, many politicians I dislike. And I'm, always, and I'm usually inclined, you know, my default position is almost always to dislike them first and have them prove that I shouldn't dislike them. And usually they can't prove that. So I get that. I'm very skeptical of politicians as well. But to vote a guy in to the presidency simply because he's not a 
politician, for that to be your main reason to vote for someone is um, foolish. And I'll explain why. Number one, it's a very basic concept here, but uh, anyone who's running for political office is by definition a politician. Anyone. Okay. So Ben Carson is a politician. Donald Trump is a politician. They're running for the presidency, the highest political office in the land. That means that they're politicians. They might not be experienced politicians, but they are politicians. By definition of a politician is someone who holds political office or who is a candidate for political office. That is the definition of a politician. So it is actually impossible to vote somebody into political office who is not a politician. So that's the first thing. Second thing. Um, well, as I said, all politicians are politicians. Uh, but if we want to look at politicians who ran for the presidency and who had prior political experience, who were experienced politicians, well, Ronald Reagan was governor for many years before he ran for president. I mean, you look at Thomas Jefferson, John Adams. Um, these were all statesmen, politicians. As I said, you know, it doesn't, all of our presidents have been politicians by definition because they're presidents and many of them have been pretty bad, but plenty of them have been good. Okay. George Washington, when he was president was a politician, it's a political office. So there's, there, there have been examples in our history of good politicians. If being a politician automatically makes you not good, um, then I guess you shouldn't just never vote. Because you're voting someone into a place where they're going to all of a sudden be not good anymore. You know, if all politicians are corrupt, well, then then why are you even voting in political elections? Doesn't make any sense. Then you just oppose you just oppose political office in principle, which I guess makes you sort of an anarchist. And there's no reason to ever vote because even if if, if you think someone who is a candidate doesn't count as a politician which I mean they do, but if that's, your, if that's your revised definition, then they're going to become a politician if you succeed, right? And all of a sudden, then I guess you have to dislike them, right? Because you dislike politicians. But there's a third part of this that I think is very important, and this is, the, to me, the central point, okay? Um, why are we skeptical of politicians? Why are we rightfully skeptical of politicians? The answer is that, uh, well, it's the old cliche, power corrupts. And if you're in political office, then you have power and it can corrupt you. Uh, both the, the, the influence that you have, uh, the money that's coming in, the people that are trying to influence you to use your influence to get, you know, to bring about results that are favorable to them, the lobbyists and all, and all of them. Um, that's why we're skeptical of politicians, because we know that power corrupts. And if somebody has been in political office for a long time, uh, we know that there's a chance that they've been corrupted by that power. Probably a very good chance. That's the issue. It's the corrupting influence that power has on a person's soul. That's why we're skeptical of politicians. Okay? So that's why. It's for that reason. And, and, and I'm very cognizant of that. Um, but it's for that reason that I if anything, would prefer to vote somebody into office, into the, pre the office of the presidency, who is currently a politician. 
because that means I can look. They've already had political power. Maybe not the power of the presidency, but if they're a senator, congressman, governor, they've had considerable power. They've already had it. So I can look at what they've done with that power. There's some evidence. There's some, you know, there's, there's a, 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 there's a history there of them having political power. I can look at what they've done with it. I can look and see, have they been corrupted by it? And many of them have, which is why I wouldn't vote them in. But then you have, okay, someone like Ted Cruz. This might be, you know, this is one of the primary reasons that I support Ted Cruz. It's because he's a politician. And what I mean is he's been in political office. He's had the power, but as far as I can tell, as far as anyone can tell, he has not been corrupted by it. He's maintained his principles. And while, you know, Donald Trump or Ben Carson or Carly Fiorina or any of these can stand off on the sidelines and criticize the Republican establishment, that's easy for them to do. It's easy for me to do. It's easy for you to do. It's easy for any of us to criticize the Republican establishment. It's, it's, they have no control over us. It takes nothing for me to say, oh, down with the establishment. It takes nothing. It means nothing. It takes no courage. Okay? It takes absolutely no courage for uh, Donald Trump to criticize Mitch McConnell. Um, and, and Mitch McConnell deserves to be criticized. But it doesn't take courage on Donald Trump's part to do it. In fact, it, it's, it's the opposite of that. It's um, people love it. So there's really the fact that he'll criticize the Republican establishment is not a, a reason to vote him in. However, Ted Cruz has skin in the game. Ted Cruz works with these people. They have control over him. And yet, from what I've seen, he stood on the Senate floor and called his own leadership liars. He has resisted them. Uh, he has worked against them from the inside, which I think takes a lot more courage than it does to stand on the outside and do it. Because they can actually, you know, they can, they can do things to you. They can, uh, uh, they can exact uh, revenge and retribution on you. Um, they can take things away from you, you know. So that's the point. That Ted Cruz, someone who appears to have had political power, and maintained his integrity all the while. Maybe not perfectly, but he has. I mean, you look at, not everyone likes Ron Paul, but look at Ron Paul was a career politician. The guy was in political office for like 800 years. But the, re- the reason why I was so impressed with him is precisely because he was in political office all that time and yet kept saying the same things, uh, standing for the same principles, being consistent, Despite having the power, the power did not corrupt him. It's a very impressive thing. No matter how else you feel about his ideas, uh, it's very impressive that he was not corrupted by the power. Ted Cruz has been in political office much, you know, not for not as long, hasn't been corrupted by the political power. I think there are other candidates in the race who have been in political office and who have um, are not perfect, but who seem to have maintained their principles all the while in their convictions, and that's a good thing. So you take someone, and I don't know why we would hold it against him. You know, it, it, the, whole, the only reason, really, to oppose a politician is because they're corrupted by power. But if you have a politician who has not been corrupted by the power, then that's an argument in favor of them, not against them. It doesn't make any sense, then, to hold it against them if they're a politician. It, it, I, I just, I don't get it. Um, but then you take someone like Ben Carson. Has never had political power. He's had power. 
I mean, to be a surgeon, you know, there's a lot of power involved in that. You have people's lives in your hands. But he hasn't had political power. And he hasn't had that kind of power over, you know, a, 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 you know, a vast amount of people. Um, so it hasn't been quite the same thing. So to me, it's what evidence do I have that if Ben Carson becomes the most powerful politician in the world, he will not be corrupted by the power? What evidence do I have? I don't have any, there's no history of him having political power and not being corrupted by it. So there's no reason to believe that he won't be corrupted by it. And I'm not saying that he will. But what evidence do you have that he won't be? Because even good men, this is the great tragedy of, of, uh, of you know, the, the process of being corrupted, is that even very good and decent men have been throughout history corrupted by political power. It's happened many times over. Millions of times probably. So what out of evidence do I have that that won't happen to Ben Carson? Not saying it will. What evidence do I have that it won't? So this is where him not having political experience, I think, works against him. Because the thing that I hate about politicians, the ethical corruption, I, don't, I have no idea if that will affect him or not. With someone like Ted Cruz, it's still, it's not a home run. It's not a slam dunk. It's not a, a to mix sports metaphors. Um, it's not a sure thing. But I at least have some evidence that he can handle immense political power and not be corrupted by it. So that, to me, is an argument in favor of him. All right. Okay, that's going to do it for me. Um, have a, a great weekend, everybody, and I'll uh, talk to you next week. Akruche Salus. Godspeed, everybody. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440.